Are you a business owner looking for real advice and input? You're in the right place. From concept to launch to growth, funding and beyond. Welcome to Startup Hustle with your hosts. One once sold a business for $150 million. The other, the author of Million Dollar Bedroom. Here are your hosts of Startup Hustle, Matt DeCourcy and Matt Watson. And we're back. Another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson, who is immediately slamming things into the studio table. Hi, Matt. <laughs> oh, what's going on? I mean, man? I know you're excited about today's topic. Um, you don't need to throw stuff. Not yet. Not I'm, yet. I'm really excited. I just can't contain myself. I know you can't. Yeah. Um, there's no one. What are we talking about? We, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff. But, you know, as we get into that, there is... I do want to point out once again, as we get into this episode, that of all the mats on this podcast, you do have the most potential. I do. Yeah. yeah. And speaking Clearly. speaking of potential um, and accomplishments and other things, we have a good friend with us here today who has started something awesome Aww. and cool and fun. And uh, we'll just go ahead and introduce Lauren Conway, who is the founder and CEO of Innovate Her. Innovate her, Casey. I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I'm leaving it broad. Girl power. Because you're going to take over the world. You know, yeah. I, I look Hi, forward to that. Hi. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm going to give a little background. So we know Lauren from the Kansas City Startup Foundation, and she's just kind of like everywhere, you That's know, true. like you are. I see you around all over. You're a big, uh, big uh, advocate, supporter, participant, uh, organizer. Yeah. Partier on some nights. Yeah. I've seen some it happen. Seen yeah. it happen. It seen it happen. So anyway, and Matt, <laughs> you've known Lauren for a while too, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So recently you have announced that you're like out on your own. Yes. I, uh, I keep telling people that, you know, there's this Kurt Vonnegut quote, but I jumped off a cliff and I'm growing wings on the way down. So. That sounds like something That's... I'd say. Jump and then build wings. <laughs> yeah. You sure you didn't steal that saying from him? Maybe, I think Kurt maybe. Vonnegut stole most of his work for me. Okay. That's yeah. a little known fact. And the other fact <laughs> is I'm actually Kurt Vonnegut and Satoshi Nakamoto. Oh, I know. Yeah, I, know. I do a couple of things. I mean, well, you have never seen them in the same room at the same time. That's why I have. Yeah. You've, oh, you have? Yeah, I have. You've All seen right. me in the same room with myself at the same time. Yes. <laughs> okay. With so, your daughter. True. You're baiting me right now. Dude. You know what you're doing. So anyway, innovate her. Um, Centric around women's leadership and some other stuff, right? Yeah. So Lauren, why? Why are you doing this? What's your plan here? Well, so people keep asking me that and I find it kind of funny um, because Innovate Her Casey started off without a plan at all. Um, it, it actually was born of me being a little selfish and me being a little lazy. So we, um, you know, I, I have been in the startup community for years and um, as you said, you know, big advocate, big enthusiastic supporter. But I realized that I was meeting all of these incredible women around around this community. But I was always either organizing or planning and executing on an event, or it would just be like a quick check-in, let's get coffee sometime, here's my business card kind of deal. And I was lacking this real authentic connection with these badass lady leaders. And so I very selfishly was like, you know, I, I want to 
I, I want to change that. So the first Innovate Her KC, before we were even Innovate Her KC thing that we did, is I got together a group, and I think there were about 12 of us. We went and we got Manny petties and we had champagne, and we had snacks. And Matt and I do that all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, isn't it a great bonding experience? Yeah, it totally. is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, so we did that, and what was really interesting is, so the women who went had a good time, and were like, you know, we have to do this again. This was amazing. But what was really interesting is I, I had women that I didn't even know reaching out to me and saying, I heard about this. I want to be a part of it. When's the next one? And my response, of course, was like, I have no idea, Um, but decided that I could take that hit. And that was something that I could just put together periodically, like a convening of, of awesome women. I, I feel like this on some level started like as a hashtag for you. Yeah. Cause like, you know, just like being friends on Facebook, like a long time ago, I just see like, it, it, it innovate her. Yeah. Well, we actually started off as um, startup Shiro's. And it, I, yeah. Right. And then, you know, as the group has grown and we were like, you know, this is, this is actually becoming a thing. Surprising. Did you everybody. have to like have like a wordplay debate there? Like we did. Shiro's innovate her. Yeah, like, we I did. Mean, well, and there was a conversation about the fact that Shiro's like, was it too cutesy? Would we be taken seriously? Um, these are all real problems. They are. I'm thinking of churros. All right. You know, see, I would have gonna minded. Have, we're going to have those at our two o'clock. I'm really like craving churros. I feel, yeah. I feel like being equated with churros wouldn't be a bad thing. No, I'd be, down, I'd be down for that. No, so, what is, so what is your vision for this now? Like you said, you kind of start out with a little bit of maybe not quite a plan. How is how long has that been now? And then kind of how has this continued to morph and change? Well, so so the Facebook group was launched and it was just a conglomeration of people that I was friends with that I wanted to get to know better. Um, it started August 25th of 2018. So oh. almost a year now. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought this was all new. Uh, so the new, the new direction. Or is uh, it, or you started this then, but you were still working at the start. I was still starting. Okay. I was still working at the Kansas City Startup Foundation. Okay. You were and, doing both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so what what has been interesting, though, is there is a clear and demonstrated need in the female leadership community here in Kansas City, because what happened was it started out as like a group of 50 of my friends, and then women kept inviting women. And this group just continued to grow and grow until we reached a tipping point, probably about three or four months ago. And now we have almost 700 members. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like in the online community? Or in the like online in, community. Okay. Yeah. So we're currently a Facebook group. Although All we're t- female? All female. Okay. Um, or female identifying. Like okay. one of the things that one of our pretty- So I can't join? You cannot join. Okay. You can support, you can be an ally and we love our male allies, right. but this is a safe space for, for women. Okay. Yeah. So um, we have we have this Facebook group that has that's highly engaged. And these women are all badasses. Like they are just so cool. Are they <laughs> Doing all from really Kansas cool City? Things. All from Kansas City. That's a lot of people. So so yeah, the the requirements are you have to be female or female identifying. You have to be from the Kansas or in the Kansas City area. And you have to be a leader enacting what we call radical positive change in the community. Okay. And so, and that looks differently for all women. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs because that was the world that I was operating in. So you okay. have female founders. Um, you have, we have politicians, we have doctors, we have um, designers, technologists, educators, like all of these women, the unifying factor is that they are leading 
in their communities at the micro or macro level. And so if somebody applies for this, you so, check, you, you research them and figure out if they're a fit? Well, so we so we have questions that you have to answer in order to join the Facebook group. Mm -hmm. um, usually we will take, so if a member refers someone else, we take that pretty seriously. Um, but we do we do kind of do our back back. Can I work. refer Matt? Uh, you know, he he is he does rock a good manicure. Mm. So yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, Matt. So the I'm okay. So you have this Facebook group. What else what else do, uh what other like programs, activities and functions and like what what else uh, Lauren, what do you have coming up soon that might be related <gasps> oh, to that? Gosh. See how I we love did that? that See how that we did that? Beautiful. <laughs> so we have a lot of things that we're working on right now, but the thing that I am most excited about is Women's Empowerment Week. That's gonna be September 9th through thirteenth. Boom. Yeah. Is that have, a global thing? It is not a global not thing. Not a global this thing. This is okay. something that it's we're Kansas just, City. We're just doing. It's a youth thing. All right. <laughs> Yeah. So we have a full week of women's programming, one or two events every day. Um, the big one that I'm super, I mean, I'm excited about all of them because they're going to be awesome, but I'm super excited about our women's leadership forum. Um, that's going to be Friday at PlexPod, Westport Commons in their Medallion Theater. And we have um, Congresswoman Sharice Davids. We have Diana Kander. We have Deanna Munoz with the Latino Arts Foundation. We have Debbie Ballard, who's a corporate leader at Sprint. And then we have Rachel Qualls, who I think you guys just had yes. on the show. Yes, she's been on a couple of times. Yeah. So um, she's kind of our, our tech founder, you know, that XVC thing. But we just and, have and, these. And where do people see these events, like the calendar or sign up for them? I'm assuming you want people to sign up. Well, yes, we would prefer to have people there. That would be great. Right. But you <laughs> um, do. You, you, it is preferred that you actually sign up. RSVP. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and so so this event will be ticketed, um, right. and so we are ticketed we, as in like you pay to go, or as in you pay to go. Okay. Yes. Um, so one of the things that I am charged with as the leader of Innovate Her KC is making it sustainable, and so event programming fees are are a part of that. Do, but, you, do you ever pay those with a money gun? Do I I do not, but I should. We'll we'll we'll, we'll give you a demonstration. Oh my gosh! So, sure. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah. So we um, we post our events on our Facebook page, not okay. the Facebook group, but we have a separate Facebook page that is public facing. So that's where like our allies and our friends come in and they like and they support. Um, I'm going to go join right now. You are fantastic. I love it. Matt DeCourcy, do you I'm, feel? Yeah, I'm on it. I'm you, already, yeah, yeah, I'm there. I've, I, I, I was see like, no phone in your hand. I was like the night because I'm already in. Oh, you're awesome. Yeah. I lied right now, but I will go. <laughs> Get in. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, I already like it too. <gasps> See, whoop, whoop, I think I already do. I got to check. Like, yeah. I don't know. I'm pretty I mean, sure I, that I invited I, you guys. You know, Lauren, I'm just trying to be here present with you um, and support this cause that. here. And um, well, I've discussed this cause with you before. Yes. Um, in fact, we hosted an Innovate Her event. <gasps> yes, you did. We did. It was actually one of our, I would say, one of our best events. There you it was go. Fabulous. Talking about sweet and greet. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. We did an innovate her KC sweet and greet. That was fun. You had a lot yeah. of people there. Oh, and we got to meet Joel Goldberg. That was yes. Really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was fun. So you guys have this uh, 
upcoming week. When was that again? What were the dates? September 9th through 13th. Okay. And so where do people go again to? So we have um, we have the events listed out on Eventbrite, um, and then we will be posting them through our Innovate Her KC Facebook page. Okay. Yeah. So, that, so you have this uh, Facebook group that's great for networking. You have these events that you're doing. What yeah. other kinds of things are you doing in the community? So we have uh, several initiatives that I am actively working on, that we are actively working on, and then several that are just kind of like, you know, off in the distance. Um, But right now we have the Kansas City Diverse Speaker Directory, and that's one of them. So one of the struggles that meeting planners and organizers have when they're trying to create diverse panels is you, you know, you're only as strong as the people that you know in yeah. that kind of space. We have this problem on the podcast. Yeah. I also had already liked your community. I am so proud yeah. of you. I love it. Sorry. You guys, we have are, that, you guys are great allies. We have I the was... same problem on the podcast. We're, we're thinking about, okay, who do we invite on the podcast? Yeah. And we're trying to get people from different types of business that yep. aren't startups, but also, you know, female and other diversity right. and all these things. And we have the same issue. It's like, who do we know? Trying so, to expand that network and figure out who do we invite. And cool. some, and that's hard sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it is because it's, uh, um, you know, we've, we've had this discussion. Um, it's not like we're trying to be dude centric or anything like that, but there are certain parts of, just things that some people trend towards right and it is a it is a smaller community and that and it seems like you know like like you said with some of the programming you know reaching out and and trying to figure out who where when and stuff like that um are do you have any issues with that when it comes to because i thought i saw some posts about wanting to find more speakers but maybe i don't know you you weren't getting the engagement or well so so the a database is only as strong as the information that right. populates it. Yeah, yeah. And so this database will become valuable when it has a lot of speakers. Right. So the functionality right now, like you can go onto our website, innovateherkc.com, and you can go to our resources tab. You can pull up this database. You can apply to be in this database. Um but the thing is, you know, if if I go in and I am able to say, I would like to speak to an African-American female who can talk about youth health issues. The database allows for that. Like you can go in and you can filter by that kind of information. Um, You can filter by, you know, what style of presentation, things like that. So it's, it's going to be a useful tool. But right now, if you went in and you put in those search parameters, you would find one individual. So that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're just trying to build out this database so that it becomes a super useful tool to make your job easier. Like as allies who want to promote people who don't look, think, and act like you and who have really interesting stories, how do we make your job easier? That's the question that we wanted to answer. Like I would find that useful, like, especially in context of like what we're doing at this very moment. Right. Because it's also kind of weird to be like, you know, you're like, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, you're making posts online and that's one thing, but you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just feels, it feels mildly uncomfortable, you know, just being like overly specific in some regards. And I don't know. So, so that's what we're working on there. And I I've seen your posts on startup Casey and and you may or may not have noticed, but I generally try to um, promote innovators. Uh, I do. I do. But we pay attention, we pay attention to those, you know, like, and I think that you had like Kristen, um, Thomas. Yeah, Kristen Thomas yeah. with yeah. Open the Doors. Yeah. Um, you know, Rachel's an innovator. Right. Um, and so that's yeah. what Matt was saying earlier. We we're just trying to, you know, the, the topic 
this is startup hustle. And, and because of the background that we have or the people that we tend to spend the most time with, you know, we, in the beginning was a little software centric and obviously that's a big part of the startup world in general, but sure. this shows about being a business owner, being an entrepreneur, being an innovate or or innovate her. Oh, I like, I like and, what you did there. But, you know, but the <laughs> point is, is like in wanting to talk about that because we all have the, like the struggle is real. Like whether you're male, female, any of it, you have the same issues as an entrepreneur. Like mm -hmm. you came in my office when you arrived here and you were like, what's up? And I was like, ah. <laughs> And that's just because that's, you know, like the yo-yo was in the down position at that moment, you know, like going up and down and just trying to bring people that, 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 uh, well, like I said, the struggle's real. We all, as entrepreneurs yeah. and founders or whomever, we have the same issues overall. So, well, and so I would actually challenge that a little bit and say, well, you're, that... well some people have it worse. In, well, in those it, regards too, like it is a, it is a different hill to climb up in some regards too. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not about like the oppression Olympics or anything like that, but the fact is like, so, so female founders, they experience a lot of the same issues that you experience, but then there's, there's an added layer to that, like different, different pieces of the journey that you have to get yeah. through. And so that's what Innovate Her KC tries to support, um, tries to offer like that real authentic connection because if you know other women who are experiencing these things and going through these things it makes it a lot easier yeah right? absolutely so how do we change some of these things because you know and i'll let you state the stat but i mean it's what pretty well known if you look for the numbers that that vc funding isn't really yeah as well distributed but as you know and and i don't know i mean that it, it's one thing to talk about the problems, but what are some of our solutions? So that's, that's a really fantastic question. I, I love that you asked that. Thank you. Um, but so, so the stat that you're referring to, um, and I, I may get this wrong, but something like 16% of venture capital funding went to companies with at least one female founder in 2017, 2% of that was, went to companies that had all female founders. And so there is this, some form of bias, like women are actually starting companies at 2.5 times the rate as men and they're receiving less funding. And so there, there's something there. So you're saying that, that of startups or new things that are started that that you believe that women are starting them two and a half times more? I'm not saying like, I I'm, believe it. I'm saying right. that the Pew Research Center did a study on it and that's what they found. But is that of all kinds of businesses or is that I, I think it's of all kinds of businesses, businesses that potentially could receive funding? Um, well, that, that's, that's well, a good think, question. I think I any business technically could receive funding. Sure. Huh? I think but VC funding yeah. tends to go to those highly sure. scalable IP led, right, yeah, right, you know, right. so, so I, I get your See, question. That would be that right there is a, it would be a challenge. I would challenge that statistic and I'm not trying to be argumentative, but that would be, I mean, that would be like really skewed compared to just like, I know that we'll just assume that there's a 50, 50 spread of men and women. In yeah. general, but um, I wonder. Fifty-one percent. Is it female? Or <laughs> That's kind of how the voting rights go at my house too. So, but no, some of that too is I'm curious about what you know what would qualify. But yeah, I hear you. It's uh, I definitely when I talk, it, you know, well, shit, you can just go to some of these events and you look around, and it's like it's 90, pretty bro heavy. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which you know is. 
bros can be allies bros are friends we, so, sure. I mean, we love so what are some of your other goals from this well, organization so, yeah, so the, before we move solutions. on to that I, I actually i, I want to yeah i want to talk about that solutions piece a little bit because so there there was another study and i don't remember what organization did it but they found that when venture capitalists like potential funders were talking to startup founders when they were speaking to and, and they put like their transcripts of the conversation through this um analyzer and they found that when these individuals were talking to female founders, they tended to use defensive language, talking about how are you going to protect against this? How are you going to control for, um, you know, the various perils about, you know, starting a business? But then when they were speaking to male founders, they tended to use championship language, like, oh, tell us about like your high growth strategies. And so the way that venture capitalists tend to talk to female or tend to talk to founders is different across gender, there's an inherent bias in there is what they're finding. And so when, when we hear stuff like this, and I, I can see you like you, you have like this challenge look on your face, or are you just thinking? No, I have to poop. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. No, awesome. I, All right. I felt like that was that was the, the the right thing to say. There was I wasn't challenging anything. I was actually listening. Yeah. Okay. But when I'm actually listening or like deep in thought, it yeah. it generates the same, same facial look. His yeah. two year old okay. makes the same look. I know. It's, Fair. Yeah. Yeah. Is it kind yeah. of weird seeing it on his, yeah. his like two years yeah. two year old face? Okay. Well, I mean, most of the things that I do emulate the actions of a two year old, so yeah, it's pretty normal. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I'm so, listening. <laughs> so at any rate, um, I think one of the things that we have to do is challenge those institutions. Um, so, you know, when you talk about like the gender wage gap and in the race wage gap is even more significant. When you talk about things like that, often the language refers to the individual who's experiencing these problems. So like with the gender wage gap, people say, oh, it's because women don't know how to negotiate. Women don't know how to, you know, ask for raises, champion and advocate for themselves. But the fact is the data doesn't bear that out. Women are asking for raises. They're not receiving them. And there's still a gender wage gap, although it is getting better. Um, but all that being said is when you when you have women who are advocating for themselves and there is still a systemic difference in the rates at which they are paid, you have to then look at the institutions. And so you have to say to these companies, things like wage transparency are important, like being able to talk about what you make, because if you don't know what other people make, you don't know if you're being compensated fairly. Um, so that, that and, and once again, not trying to be argumentative, because I know this is a real thing, mm -hmm. but that's tough though. Like from an employment standpoint, like, you know, like, um, it's hard to, it, when you talk about being fully trans, you, are you talking about being like fully transparent? Like, a like everyone in a company should know how much the other people make. Yeah. So what, I, are, you, what are your thoughts about uh, there that? There is no way I would want to do that. Yeah, I agree. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just, and Why? That, it has nothing to do with men or women because Shit, I mean, if this was, a, I mean, if it was a, a factory where every person made $11 an hour, it'd that, be one thing. That's but... a different subject. Yeah. Cause it, it, well, I, I, all right. Look, I want to say I, I want a real answer from you. I believe that both mats here are not part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we both operate. Uh, we, I don't. Shit, I got a chapter in my book talking about doing that. Did you read it? Where I don't know if you've ever read it, but when we first had our employees in the Philippines, mm -hmm. went to hire someone, and the guy that was helping me there literally was like, "Oh, well, I was like, why are we paying this person less?" And he said, "Because she's a woman." And I was like, "Uh." -uh. 
oh no that's not how we're gonna do this you know like uh, we don't care about that but you know that was just like in that particular case that i mean this was 10 years ago but i mean that was just the belief that that was the way it should be but i've never operated like that but um, I think if you get fully transparent with everyone, that would just be that would just be. I, and I think that would only work in a company that had like very, very, very defined pay bands. It's like yeah. you only can make between X and Y, right. and, and this you is, are and this, this is why, and this is why, and it's very rigid and whatever. Is and and the pro- but the problem with all of these jobs is it's like comparing a bunch of NFL athletes. Like this guy can be worth way more than this guy, even though they do the same job. But it's not like they both work on an assembly line and they do the exact same thing. Like this one provides way more value than this one. And it's just subjective yeah, in their job. The, the like their job is subjective. Yeah. You're speaking to performance there though. Like that's yeah, the variable. Performance. But performance, so, but you, performance you can monetize is, performance. It's difficult to but, measure. But, you you come along, but, like but somebody person. comes along and you're like, that guy makes more money than me. And I think I'm better than him. So fuck that. Well, so, so that's what, what happens but what happened okay their subjectivity is different than their manager's subjectivity. well and that's fine you may have you, woken a beast i know this is, re- this is this is really <laughs> the fascinating beast lives. but imagine if you were able to say okay here are two individuals they work for our company and so they have the same level of education and they both have master's degrees um you know they are fulfilling the exact same job duties and then we are measuring their their output you as the leaders of the organization you would have the wherewithal to be able to combat that. Like, I agree. Look. I agree with all that, but there are so many jobs you cannot measure their output. I think that's the truth, and that's my point. There I, is no scientific. Like, if yeah. I write code you and can, he writes but you code, you can measure the health of a company. You can, right? You cannot measure how much code I write versus how much code he I, writes. I think you would develop and a, scientifically measure that I'm worth more than he you, is. You would. The problem. There is no way to do it. You would turn into a culture that spent the majority of its time trying to measure that. If you Rather work on an assembly line, then it's like, and okay, by the way, I do widgets faster women, than him. It's whether women got paid more than men in <laughs> this particular That's not do with male or female. I think it would be really challenging. I think, but now, once you said there are, there are things like, and you know, here's the thing is, is like the government is pretty rigid with the, like you called pay bans. Right. Okay? You get, we don't give a shit who we hire. This is how much it gets paid. But mm-hmm. I think some of that's tough in some regards. Like you said, I think you, you could turn a lot of businesses into like a culture of comparison which wouldn't be healthy for either sex. I, I, yeah. I really like the pay bans and I really like all of all the things you're talking about, the transparency and all that. My problem is, is so many, there are a lot of jobs, not all jobs, there are a lot of jobs that are very subjective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very difficult to measure performance from one person to the other. Now I'm okay. So, and that's not all jobs. For, he, but well, it's certain, by he, the way, that, from my seat now, the, and this supports your comment, I personally feel that like the world should be on commission. In some regards, which is an output-based economy, right? But then again, my 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 opinion there is fully flawed as well because there's too many things. Like, what do you? Well, what's commission? You know, is it? You know, like obviously, because I'm a sales guy at heart, and and for me, the output is the cash register ringing. I know. I mean, even yeah. even if I'm running McDonald's and I got one person that makes ten dollars an hour, another one makes twelve. I'll pay the one twelve if they're. They're happier. They're nicer to customers. They show up to work on time. Da 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 da. But, those, but the person who makes things... ten is going to be really pissed because they make twelve and they don't give a shit about any of that. But so. those those are all things that you can measure. Like even no if it's things just... you can argue about. Uh, They're just things know. you argue about. All right. 
Well, see, we, we, went, we went off the rails a little bit, but the fact is... We live our life off the rails. But Lauren, that's okay to be off the rails because th- okay. this whole situation and everything we're talking about is it's off the fucking rails already. That's I mean, true. it clearly is. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having the discussion. Because when right. you're on the rails, you're traveling right down the middle and things are going smooth. And it's when shit's off the rails is when it needs to be. That's when it requires attention. Yeah, so, but that was very profound. Thanks. I like it. Yeah. Um, I'm just glad I didn't have that other look on my face when I said that. <laughs> I don't think you guys, but no, I think, you know, and, and I think that that, that we were talking about problems. We we're talking about solutions. And then some of this is just a challenge because like, sure. I understand your passion with what you're saying. Like, I wouldn't want to, it would drive me nuts if. We have a hundred something software developers in the Philippines. I know. Which one should make more than the others? So, and by the way, you want, we, you, you know. Who we, the hell knows? We determine that by it. A lot of that has to do because I am the final person that signs off on our hiring. Mm-hmm. And I have developed an ability to understand, or at least have a strong, wrap my arms around what that person's worth in our marketplace when it comes to our clients. And it's all a gut feeling. At the yeah. End. And it ha- so I have to look at like the, the notes that I get, the, the interactions that they had with the interviewers, their assessments that they took, like a lot of different things, their past history. And then I have to think, okay, because at full scale, like we're pretty open about this. The prices we charge our clients are, um, are a simple multiple of what we pay our employees. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a, like a marketplace. We have our own regard. markup and margin just like any other and, business. And some of that, though, is, well, okay, so you use like the football player comment. Like, okay, so there's guys that there are NFL players that get like a $30 million contract that they're not nowhere near the player that a guy that signed a six-year deal four years ago when the salary cap or opportunity, like it's, some of it's just weirdly opportunistic. And, right. and that's the thing. So, all right. So in Congress with this, when we had another guest in here, she was talking, she said, you should never disclose what you made at your prior job. And see that, that, that is an old system. Well, so, so that, so, that's so, actually but, true. So is it, but is that that's part, but true. is that part of the problem? Cause you're like, Oh, well, this is why I made it my other job. And you're like, okay. So well, no, yeah. because you should be paid based on what the market will bear, not on what you made previously. Sure. Yeah. So, which so, I agree with, I don't have any problems with that. Yeah. No, that, and, but I, but I ask because see, that's something to, um, like, and it's like us at full scale. We know for this type of skill level, we'll pay about X. And you either fit in our box of we're willing to pay about X for this. That's market rate. And and we also do ask people, we're like, what do you want to make? Yeah. Like, what's your expectation? Like, where are you going to be happy? Because if I I hire you at 70% of what you're really going to be happy at, you're not going to stick around. True. Or you're going to be yelling at me to get but you up that's, to that other that's point. But that's what I would challenge. Yeah. So say like putting the responsibility on the people that you're hiring to say, well, what do you want to make? Because the fact is like women and in particular women of color tend to undervalue what they do. And so if you come to me and you say, well, what do you want to make? And I come to you and I say, well, I want to make this because I am desperate for a job or because, you know, I was out of the house or out of the workforce for a couple of years because I was, you know, helping to raise my kids or take care of a sick parent or something like that, which those kinds of burdens fall significantly on women, um, Not, you know, men certainly take on those roles too as well. But when you see those kinds of parameters, like you're putting the onus on the woman to say, this is what I deserve to be paid. And you're not going to get a fair and equitable answer. The responsibility lies on you, the institution, to fairly pay them. That's what's nice about clear job titles and pay bands and stuff like that, right? In aerospace marketing, we pay 50 to 60 grand. Even if you ask for 40, we're still going to pay you 
50 or whatever. Right? Well, we do that. At, I mean, back to the full scale example, like one of the reasons that, okay, we don't even really recruit anymore. Like they line up and apply yeah. with us because we well, pay, you're fair and equitable, well, we pay, employers. We, well, it, but well, we pay way better than well, the we, other companies because that's, like I said, it's based on like what it's an, but it is an output based economy. That but, is pretty measurable yeah, for us. But we also yeah. hired a janitor and we paid him twice what he should make. Cause we're like, no, this is too little. It's we too actually, yeah, we did that on one, on one kit and have, had done that in a couple cases, but we've had other people too. Like I said, with certain job offers, like I'm realizing, okay, your value across our, our client marketplace is X. And like, I mean, they get really excited about that. And it's, I mean, I think it's kind of unfortunate that that even generates excitement. Well, As you said, there's like a market rate. It, it's it. also important as a business to pay people a fair wage because right. at any time they can be recruited away, right? So you don't want to pay somebody a fraction of what they're worth and then they're getting recruited every day to go work somewhere else for a higher wage. Like they need to be paid, yeah. you know, a reasonable, reasonably close to a market rate. You know, right. speaking or of which, that's going to eat away at them of like they can go make more money somewhere else. People right? have been recruiting me to come do their podcast with them. And, um, I'm like, you know what? I'm so happy with my level of compensation here at startup hustle yeah. that I'll never leave. Like I'm on, a, uh, this is a joke. Cause we don't, we, I yeah. mean, we pay money to be here. <laughs> Will you pay me to be here? I, can you put some more gas in my tour bus? Dude. That's all I ask. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, wow. We're going to play mixtape. All right, let's do it. Mainly so we can break up the uh the the mood here because we but that by the way wait, wait, I, wait. are we are we upset no 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 i thought that was awesome i welcome that i i prefer to have subject matter where we get to like be real about it and i honestly i think everyone i lauren i and on the way to mixtape go to mixtapethegame.com and check it out while we round out this conversation but i think we all have valid points in so many different ways and that's an issue. You like no matter what it's it an is, interesting like conversation. never you're never going to get a consensus on so many things, so many things, other than that. Matt as an awesome host, yeah, of the podcast, yeah, Matt is so awesome. We that, have a which consensus. Matter we? Well, it's, we're, look, we're okay. trying. I mean, we're trying to be equitable and fair here. I mean, so but, let's but not. It's subjective. What if, what if one Matt outperforms the other? One does. Yeah, every episode okay and one gets paid more than the other two unfairly <laughs> I mean, all right mixtape <laughs> okay so i pulled a card out of the mixtape deck which soon i will not do because we will have a digital version yeah i'm excited <laughs> sorry i'm gonna read a scenario we're gonna pick a song and then we're gonna vote for the winner is you cannot vote for yourself <sighs> What song would you say your pet says reminds them of you? It's got to be Fuck You by CeeLo Green. No, <laughs> that's the hack. Because I gave mine away. I'm going, I'm going with, I was going to go in the same route. I was going to say hello. <laughs> by Lionel Richie. Hello. Is it me? Is it me you're looking, looking for? Nice. <laughs> I was going to hit the high notes. I need my voice to come back because, you know, one of the mats on the podcast has a voice of an angel. Yeah. One of the mats? Yeah. Let's hear it. Do you know I how confusing? Do you know how confusing? Oh, yeah. I, I, I'll call you later. Okay. Are you, do you have a submission? 
I'm going with hello by so, Lionel Richie. So I do. I actually have several pets, and so the first one would don't probably come. Don't come with you. five answers. No, 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 no. Each pet. I came up. No, so so my dog. Um, I'm gonna go with the. <laughs> I knew it. You are the wind beneath my wings. Oh my god. By Bette Midler. Because you my dog just, you guys just loves want to vote me for me now. So much. <laughs> I'm teasing. You were gonna come with an answer for each pet. Well, you? no, no, okay. maybe. So you, know. what was it again? <laughs> you, the wind beneath my wings. She if loves it was me a, a pet, lot. It was a, if it was a pet bird and you went with that, you get my vote. And I can't vote. I'm, I'm going to have to vote for the mat. I'm going <laughs> to. This is. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm voting for Lauren because I'm not going to vote for CeeLo Green. By the way, we've real, we've uncovered a, a flaw. What's that? In the source code of mixtape. It's that fuck you by CeeLo Green is literally an awesome answer for almost everything. Pretty dog. much everything. Yeah. 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 And sometimes, you know in the, actually, and sometimes in the most wildly inappropriate ways. As soon as, as soon as you said that, I was like, "Oh, yep, that's my cat right there." See, I won. <laughs> she didn't vote for you. I did not. <sighs> Still up in the air. Okay. Although I voted for Lauren. You know, I, I like, I'm not voting for you. I'm and doing I voted like for you. Survivor style. Like I'm worried fuck that you. By the way. Ah. <laughs> but I think I'm. You know what? I'm rocking the Lionel Richie. You get the. Then vote. who did you vote for? I voted for you. you yeah. Yeah. You okay. <laughs> because I believe in equality, I'm going to let Lauren. I'm going to let Lauren <gasps> fire the Wait, money again because she wants to. You how can have. I'm, 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 you so pull bad. the trigger and point it you, right at Watson. No, it oh, wait, 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 wait. All right, hold on. Wait, don't. You, gotta, you want me to capture this moment for you? I got to get my shit together here, people. Okay, come wait, on, come over here and get a little closer yeah, to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit him right in the face. Okay. All right, do it. Wait, I can't. Wow. Oh my god. Was that what? like the first time the money gun exploded? Did it come out the top? That, that was no. that was a fail, I think. What I no, no what I, I have can't, can't there's no such All thing. Right. I mean money went everywhere, so I guess it worked. All right. So well there's your equal pay, know. Conway. Conway. Right there. All right. There you go. All right. I, how people forget the A a lot. A lot. Play. I wouldn't get too close to those dollars. Are they pretty they look a little pretty rabbit. gross. Well, maybe I don't know. We're not really sure. <laughs> the, that was terrible. Um, all right, so there's a couple questions I have for you. Back yeah. to the topic. By the way, congratulations on your 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 kind of win there. Oh, you were the so really the big winner. Kind we, of thanks. Hello. Touched on a few different <laughs> things about women and things that are different, or how they approach different things, or whatever. Right, a little bit. So one of the interesting uh, things that Jennifer Waddella mentioned when she was on, and we were talking about women technology, is that women are much less likely to. I don't know the right way to phrase this, but I'll just say do something or attempt something unless their confidence is extremely high that they will she, be she said it was successful. A, it was in regard approved. to job applications. She yeah. said that yeah. men would apply for a job that they were like per, possibly not even close that to qualified for. They qualify for like 30% of right. Yeah, but women might, women might hold back will, and say like, women will not Unless they qualify, yeah. yeah. And maybe unless they're I've overqualified. Heard that stat. <laughs> and so I wonder you know, we talked about some of this, how, how that, does that type of mentality, is that, is that a universal truth? And does that impact things like the funding? Like they're not going to apply for funding yeah. or even go after funding unless they think there's a hundred percent chance they're going to be approved for it. So, so I would say absolutely. Um, and I would say that like a lot of that in my humble opinion, Imho, um, but a lot of that is societal conditioning. So they, they did a study, a while back where they talked to um, 
kindergarten students and they asked them, do you want to take part in an acti activity that is designed for smart kids? Or do you want to divide, do you want to take part in an activity that is designed for kids who try hard? And across, across gender, the answer tended to be, I want to work, do the activity for smart kids. But then they asked the same students again in like fifth or sixth grade. And they say, asked them the exact same question. And there was a, a steep gender divide. The male students tended to say, I want to do the activity for smart kids. The female students tended to say, I want to do the activity for kids who try hard. So somewhere in there, hmm. they were societally conditioned to think, you know, I might not be the smartest, but I can try really, really hard. <laughs> and so there's this, what I would contend is, is this societal conditioning that you carry with you into adulthood, you know, being told that a woman's I do, role... I do. I, I agree with you. I think that there's, well, I think that there, what well, it's, I think it's social conditioning. Yeah. Um, and I think that's just a different yeah. way of saying but it, some, but, but, it, but be... it does, but dude, they'd start doing it like, cause I've read about this cause you know, because I have a daughter, yeah. I have, I have taken a different look at some of this and like, yeah. And, you know, Jennifer didn't like it when I said that, but it did. It changed my worldview. It honestly frightened the shit out of me. And, and like, but it made me look at a lot of stuff and like reading about things and like, think about that. Like you, they, they, they literally do it to them in school. They're like separate them and they send the girls off to do girl things Girly and stuff, like and... guys to do guy things. And it's just like, you know, they start, they really start pointing it out where prior to going to school, the kids don't even seem to notice it. So right. it happens right around that school time. So, all right. So anyway, there's a lot of information out there. And you know where you can really get a lot more about this is if you come down to the Women's Empowerment Week, you go to Innovate Her, that's Innovate, H-E-R-K-C dot com. You can check that out. Women's Empowerment Week is September 9th through 13th. That's here in Kansas City. You need to get a ticket. So go do that now. Um, there's going to be lots of information about women's leadership they're going to pretty much change your life. And Aww. if they don't, you should email Matt Watson about that and tell him why. <laughs> so you're welcome. But no problem. And that's how Matt is going to support Women's Empowerment Week, I think, right? Yeah. By answer answering all the emails, any emails yes. about the programming or really anything else. But, you know, Lauren, I think you're doing a really admirable thing. I want to congratulate you on, you. on um, jumping and building wings. Yeah. That's my version. Mm -hmm. Way fun. Um, I hope next time you come in and give us an update that you actually win mixtape for real. Okay. Um, you can go to mixtapethegame.com and buy a version and practice until then. Um, fun. Just so you're ready. Learn all the scenarios. There's a lot I of know, them. I really, I have to do my research. Like, yeah. I feel like this is now a life goal. It will be. It will yeah. be. We need trophies so <sighs> soon. The problem is, is um, we lack the funding. Yeah. yeah. We, you, you realize that 0% of VC funding has gone to this startup. Yeah. Hustle well, that's podcast. Yeah. That's I agree. Bullshit. I know. I want to change that. Um, if you guys want to give us the support and tell us why we should be getting the VC funding, you can follow us on Instagram at, <laughs> at Startup Hustle Podcast. I just want to point out Do that it. I follow startup hustle podcast and i don't even have to look and see i know we're gonna follow, follow you here shit, in a guys. second and speaking of which you know we <laughs> don't really follow many people i think we're following a total of 42 soon to be 43 yes. different things <laughs> um check out the people we're following they're all folks that we find to be pretty awesome 
Um, you can find Lauren. She's everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Um, much like Matt's opinions. All over the board. Yeah. <laughs> See you next time. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Startup Hustle with Matt DeCarsi and Matt Watson. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit startuphustle.xyz. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and subscribe. And we'll catch you next time on Startup Hustle.